Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Juzzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo Podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. We at the Holo Holo Podcast acknowledge that our creative project spans these areas and territories and are grateful for the traditional knowledge keepers and elders who are with us today those who've gone before us, and the youth that inspires us. We recognize the land and benefits it provides all of us as an act of reconciliation, as recommended by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action, and gratitude to those whose territory we reside on, work on, or are visiting. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Nishpeg people. And I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. Sigs, it's warm up. It is warm up. And I would just like to do a little bit of a capsule, like a walk down memory lane mm-hmm. for us. Because this month of November, or mm-hmm. well, we're at the end. Yes. The really beginning. I think end of October, or November, we're bringing on not only Mariah Carey's lovely Christmas months, but we're focusing on something you really love. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we're, we're going to be venturing. <laughs> All right, folks and listeners <laughs> of the Holla Holla podcast, Jesse is a true fan of Star Wars, and we're delving really? into the universe for this month of November. I'm very excited very about excited. it. But I'd really like to get to the root of this. Now, mm. I have very strong memories. If you guys have been listening to us for the past six years, we are Gen Xers. Right. And I call this warm up a long time ago in the 1980s. <laughs> now, I'm going to recount for you, and I want you to recount. I want you to take a second. I want you to take me back. When did you first watch Star Wars? So it's funny because we're surrounded in the 2020s, or it's 2023, going to 2024. And there's so many options on how you consume movies, whether it's streaming right. or Blu ray yes. or in the theaters. I remember watching the first Star Wars, and sorry, and I apologize. What chapter? Like the first Star Wars is what? Like the chapter, middle, episode right? four. Right? Episode four. Thanks. Right? Yes, is it the yeah. New Hope or something? Yes. Okay. Well, they would later call that the New Hope, but yeah, that's Hope. right. Okay. See, look, okay, I'm not getting these things wrong. Okay. Nope. I recall watching this, and I was about six years old. Mm-hmm. I lived in Grayson Crescent in St. Catharines, Ontario. I heard about the Star Wars movie. I didn't see it in the theaters. A long time ago, before there was Blu-rays, before there was DVDs, right. you could rent movie on film projector. Right. And I remember going to a friend's house for mm-hmm. his birthday. His name was Steven. He lived across the street. Right. And they had a film reel of Star Wars. Ooh, okay. And I remember watching it and I go, oh, it's going to be really long. And I'm like, how did they get this? And they happened to have this because I remember watching the Muppet movie. (laughs) Right. But they had Star Wars because, I mean, what year did Star Wars come out? First one in 1977. Okay, so this was 1981. Right. So I remember going to my friend's birthday party and they would show it. And we'd all be sitting, we're eating popcorn. And I remember like the twinkling lights. And in my head or whatever, Mm. are those just real stars or what? And I was just sitting back. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, it's just spaceships and characters and these two like robots and then this Mm -hmm. fuzzy guy Chewbacca but it stood out in my mind like it was important in the sense of oh this is like about science and my mom was explaining science fiction I go what does that mean stories about science or space 
And it's so, to me, of the 80s. And growing up in the 80s, a lot of us, when we had playrooms, they'd be in basements, right? Right, Makeshift basements. And I remember, yes. Stephen, showing that. And then I remember, God, we didn't have a VCR until maybe I was eight or nine, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. tracks about, right? So then yeah. we'd see stuff. Or my friend, we're the only family that had a beta. But <laughs> I remember one of my friends, Sean yes. Boyd, he had, when he got the Empire Strikes Back, or was it the Return of the Jedi? No, it would have been they, Empire. Yeah, Empire. We we saw it on the VCR at his house, like a bootleg right. version. And I was just like, "Whoa!" It, and that shifted, right? So, can you imagine my first movie? I'm like, oh, we saw it on a film, but not yes. in theaters. The other this time, I didn't, you know, get to see it in the movie theater, but I saw it on a videotape. Oh my goodness! You know, and then yeah, it was just it's very static. It's very much when kids now or younger generations watch Stranger Things or something. That was the mode of it, right? Like that it was totally like the was. essence. It totally of was, it. yeah. And it always sticks out in my mind like this '80s thing where we got to go see it. It was just suspended imagination and just took us into the space and people and i just remember this so remember like our little bmx bikes when we were yes, younger and the handlebars had like rubber yeah, yeah. and if you took the rubber off uh-huh. it looked like the end of a lightsaber so we'd get long broomsticks yep, that's and right. put it in there and that's yeah, what yeah. people would play right so or that you was put like, a milk cart and then suddenly you'd have et but yes oh uh, <laughs> yeah but the, the rubber ends we would take off and then you yeah put a stick and it looked like a light, right. lightsaber yeah. and i just and i was wasn't even into it as like some of my friends were, but I'm like, it was so iconic. Mm. And when I see throwbacks to it, and now it's so easy to consume, and it's such a wide range of audience. Would I ever think that there is games, video games, or actually like parks right yeah. now, Kuya, yeah. that you can go and be uh, my, in the movie? Mine explodes thinking Exploded. about those kind of things. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like a little factor. I want to know from you, Kuya, like, how did you experience, how did it affect you so much for you to be such a big Star Wars fan? I'm so curious right now. You know, now. I Tell wish me. I could say it was as epic and as precious as the way that you have experienced it. But to be quite simple about it, I actually saw a videotape of it or a video of it on a bootleg copy. And then, uh-huh. went, and then what happened was my house, my, my parents' house in Middle Scarborough, very much served as a throughway for a lot of my aunts and uncles. So I literally lived with all my aunts and uncles that have come over on my mom's side. And the last of my aunts that came over, my Tita Marisol, Mm -hmm. literally, like she was one of the last. Afterwards, um, she opens her box of stuff, all these Basalubong gifts. Yeah. And then she pulls out a number of Betamax tapes, you know, and of course we had a Betamax... I know. And she just said, oh, there's these two movies that everyone is talking about, right? And this was 1981. And Oh, my gosh. I I had a friend who was crazy into Star Wars, Mm -hmm. but I never got to see the movies in the theater because it was really expensive at the time. Yeah. And it wasn't until after 1981 that I think my parents started to have a bit more money so I could start going to the movies with my friends. But -hmm. I remember my friend Carlos was so obsessed with Stormtroopers and he said, you got to see it. You got to see these movies, Star Wars. And he would just tell me all about it. And so in some ways for almost, because I think he started telling me about this in 1978, 1979. But of Mm -hmm. course, by that point, it was out of the theaters. And then he was so excited about Empire Strikes Back. And again, Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford to go see it at the time. And so all he did was tell me about it. So for almost four years, from 77 to 80, I heard all about these two movies and that they were 
everything that everyone was talking about. And of right. course, I, I felt a little bit excluded because, again, I didn't have any access to these films. And my parents didn't know what they were talking about. What, That's right. My <laughs> aunt came from the Philippines to live with us for a little bit of time. And mm-hmm. she brought over these, these gifts and the pasalubong. She pulled out the Betamax tapes and it said Empire and Star Wars. Whoa. <laughs> you know? And I was just kind of like, what is this? Is this what my friend Carlos has been telling me about for mm-hmm. years? And so much so that Carlos would dress up in stormtrooper outfits that his mom <laughs> made for him, yeah. you know, for Halloween. And he'd always say, dude, you have to be, well, he didn't say dude, but he'd be, he'd be like, friend, you gotta, Jez, you have to dress up as like an Ewok or something like that. And it was like, <laughs> you know, what, what the fuck was an Ewok, right? At, the, at that time. Yeah. You know? And it was like, didn't understand any of that. So when my Tita Marisol opened the box and I saw these tapes, I just freaked. And so I put in the first tape that I could put in and I ended mm-hmm. up putting in Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So of course, I was already watching this in reverse and it was like, what is going <laughs> on? But I was captivated. Even though it was a really blurry copy, I was mm-hmm. just captivated by it. And then, of course, I watched Star Wars and you yeah. know, captivated again. And thankfully, this was on the weekend. So I was just in front of the TV glued and rewatched it again that same weekend because it was Ooh. like I wanted to understand it in sequence. And then suddenly I had currency to talk about it with yeah. friends at school. And then I was just so enamored by it and taken aback by the fantasy and the different places that they were going to and the names mm-hmm. of the planet. And then I think also what helped was the fact that all my friends at the time were talking about it and they were dressing up for yeah. Halloween and all the <laughs> costumes and stuff like that. Now, years later, I would finally get to see it on the big screen, you know, when they would re-release them. Mm-hmm. And then, ironically enough, when I got to Western to do one of my undergrads, it was really funny. I was part of the Western Film Society and ah. met all the movie geeks who were also into Star Wars mm-hmm. as well. And they were able to get a, the director's cut at the time, which was really ooh, rare to get. Oh, that's big. That's yeah. big. Yeah. And so this was in like the mid 90s. And this was just before they were starting to talk about doing the prequel trilogy. But that's yeah, crazy. that's, yeah, that was kind of crazy kind of thinking about it then. But kind of coming back to, to 1981, I remember it so yeah. clearly. And then watching it and then finally understanding all the stories. And it was interesting because all the stories that, I was being told by my friend Carlos and other friends too about the franchise. And at the time there was only two and people were so excited about Return of the Jedi, you know, that I just kept thinking to myself in my head, what is this? I can only imagine what the world looked like, but seeing it suddenly kind of come to life on my parents' television screen on their Mac on a videotape that came all the way from the Philippines Philippines. that got bootlegged in some way, shape or form was just incredible. And then like, I think I played it so many times that it wore out, oh, you know? Classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like, oh my goodness. But then it, certainly at some point, I did everything in my power to make sure I was going to go see Return of the Jedi with friends. And I ended up doing that, saving up my allowance, going to see Return yeah. of the Jedi with friends. I remember having, the, you know, one of the first event movie experiences I ever had. And I just remember the lineup all the way in front of Cedar Bray 8 theaters, which no longer exists. Classic <laughs> multiplex that you, of course, would see in Stranger Things. And yeah. it was incredible just kind of being part of that phenomenon and then being included and 
just geeking out with everybody. And that's kind of what I remember from like the 80s. I think it was 83 or 84. I can't remember now. Yeah. Uh, Return of the Jedi comes out. And then that's mm-hmm. actually when I saw my first film experience. And then just hearing that orchestral roar, oh, the, yeah. you know, the John Williams soundtrack, and then kind of like devolving into the ethereal space scene. And then suddenly you're right into the action after you see the the script kind of flowing away. It was just epic. And so, yeah, it was a slow build in terms of my introduction. Really mm. curious. And then when I finally had access, it was just like I was enthralled and, and have not stopped being enthralled with the story of good versus evil, being an mm-hmm. apprentice versus a master, and then also being a rebellion. Like those three stories always ring true in my head. And I see in different ways that I navigate my life. And this podcast is very much informed by these three themes that are constantly being explored in all of the franchises come out of Star Wars. So that is quite a long time ago, <laughs> as they say. I think how you just summed that up, it's perfect to set off mm. our month and ode to like the Star Wars universe can't for wait, you. Can't wait, for you. And I think that's a great warm-up. That was fantastic. That was fantastic Folks, warm-up. Thank you. Hello, hello, listeners. Email us. We want to hear about your first experiences with Star Wars when you first saw it on the big screen, little screen, bootleg copy or not. <laughs> yeah. Email us at hello, hello, pop culture at gmail.com the Hololo podcast is available wherever you get podcasts subscribe rate us leave a review hey and a shout out I had a friend from Halifax come in this mm. week in Ottawa and Alana listens to us that's a shout Ooh. out to you Alana thank shout you for listening to, you, to us me and Jesse totally appreciate shout it shout out to Nova Scotia and Halifax absolutely Karina yeah. you too you can find us on social media we stand on Instagram at Hollow Hollow Pop Culture. <laughs> follow us. We'll follow you back. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Beatty, and our musical theme is by Chelch Riggin. We'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you guys soon.